0: My name's Jeff Bajorek, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Kicking off season three in earnest today, and uh, really over the next dozen or so episodes, I'm going to outline for you the eight most common reasons that you and your team are not creating enough opportunities. These are reasons they are uncomfortable prospecting, despite the fact that they're trained they're even motivated, they want to do well, right? Sales reps are inherently not lazy or ignorant, but they get labeled that way, which is why I have leaders calling me saying, Jeff, I need you to get my sales team to actually work because they're lazy. Or Jeff, I need you to come in here and train us because clearly we don't know what to do. Because if we knew what to do, we'd be doing it. Such a missed concept there or so many missed opportunities there. Because that gap between knowing and doing is sometimes huge. So today, I want to outline reason number one. The first reason that I want to get into is that your team doesn't have the right expectations. Plain and simple. I don't know how many times I've started working with a sales rep and they have tried to cram the entire sales process into one call because that's what they believe, right? Selling is all about saying the perfect thing at the perfect time to the perfect person. And then you walk away with money. It's magic, right? Well, if you think it's magic, that's probably the reason that you're so uncomfortable doing it. You're not a magician. Most people aren't. So if you have these unsettling, quite frankly, expectations to get right off the bat, how on earth are you supposed to feel as if you're capable? And then when you don't meet these unreasonable expectations, you start to feel like a failure. Is that any way to move forward and be successful with something? I'll share a story. One of my favorite things to do with clients is to actually go out and make sales calls with them. I work with a, a lot of clients that actually go and make sales calls in person. And, you know, when I work with new reps, you know, they're, they're confident, kind of. They're, they're confident in what they know they deliver, they're confident in the service that they provide, but they're terrified to talk about it with people. And we get in the car. And you know, typically we'll make three cold calls, if you will. Right? I tell them to plan out the day, they're gonna make the first call, I'm just gonna eavesdrop, I'm gonna lead the second call as if I'm an associate of theirs, and they get to follow along. And then on the third call, they get to put together some of the things they've learned and try again in a better, more effective way. And uh, I remember this, this time I was working with um, a physical therapist actually, and they were calling on doctor's offices to ask for referrals. And, um, walked in, he was really nervous and I just prepared him and I said, what are we trying to accomplish here? He said, well, I'm going to go in and ask for a referral. I said, no, 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 no. Take a deep breath. First and foremost, we need to know who's making the decisions in this office. Then we need to ask if there's a good way to contact that person. And we're going to avoid the whole, you know, I'm interrupting you here and, you know, trying to ask for time when you're clearly busy because we don't actually want to see anybody today. We just want to learn who we should even be talking to. Sounds like a good place to start, right? And I don't want to belabor the point or the story. There are a lot of assumptions that get made about prospecting. And ideally, you need to get the lay of the land before you. You choose any path, right? So we walked in, had a very straightforward call with the receptionist. Asked who the person was in charge of referring for physical therapy. They gave us a name. We asked that what the best way to contact that person would be because, well, they're clearly busy right now. There's a waiting room full of patients, and we got some contact information. Uh, The receptionist smiled. It was overall a pleasant interaction, and we walked out. And I said, "Okay, um, do me a favor." take your pulse what? I said no really just take your pulse. He says okay got it I said do you have one? He says yeah. I said okay so you didn't die going in there right? I mean, so many people are uncomfortable selling, you know, we had a good laugh about it, but so many people are uncomfortable selling because they feel like they have to do too much. They're not prepared to do it all. They've been successful at other times in their life. So why would they want to put themselves in a position to fail? This whole thing just feels foreign and I don't want to do it. So they don't do it. You get where I'm going with this. But then when you manage their expectations, when you break the sales process down into its multiple parts when you recognize that you only need to do a little bit today to make it feel like a step forward, huh, now we can be successful. Now we're operating within the scope of a plan that we know we can work. And we're much more likely to do that as human beings. If we believe that we can win, we're more likely to do it. But if we stack the deck against us, then why bother? doesn't matter how much training you get. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how motivated you are because you can be as motivated as the day is long. But if you're acting on the wrong assumptions, if you are doing the wrong things, if you don't read the room or the situation, you're not going to be productive. Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show so i wish it was so easy as to say the right thing at the right time to the right person certainly seems like you're relying on a lot of luck if that is the case but hey if that's your plan knock yourself out i just think you have a better chance of knocking yourself out than by winning And it's kind of a similar thing. It's it's funny. I I see a lot of people talking online. I see a lot of people talking in person. The phone doesn't work. The phone doesn't work. Why would I call? Well, because people are never very far away from their phones. Yeah, but they don't answer the phone. Okay. Um, That's literally why voicemail was invented. Well, but voicemail, they don't even listen to voicemail. Well, a lot of people do. You might be surprised. Well, they don't return my voicemails. Well, that could have something to do with the voicemails you're leaving. Maybe they're not that compelling. But let's disregard all of this. Let's think about the phone a lot more holistically. Let's set different expectations for the phone. What if you just recognize that the phone was another way to reach somebody? What if you recognize that voicemail is another inbox? And even if it's read in text, it's another way to reach someone. And I go back to a conversation I had a couple of years ago with a friend of mine, Todd Capone. I'll drop that name right there. Thank you very much. And he said, Jeff, I used to get 150 emails a day, but I'd get three voicemails. So from a task management standpoint, I can tackle this mountain of email or I can listen to the three voicemails. Hmm. Now you're standing out. Now, even if they don't return your call, did you get an opportunity to leave a message? Did you get an opportunity to provide some value? Did you get an opportunity to make someone laugh? Did you get an opportunity to separate yourself from everyone else who decides that the phone doesn't work? What's the bigger plan? Using the phone, using voicemail so that your prospect knows that you have them professionally surrounded And we'll talk about this later this season, about cadences and about how many times you need to reach out, but let's just break this down. It's a dozen or more times. I'm going to say 15 times you need to plan to reach somebody. The first three times, you're being ignored quite, I mean, flat out, unless you get the timing right, unless you manage to say the right thing to the right person at the right time, you are being waited out. Because most salespeople give up after three, I wait till outreach attempt number three or number four myself before I decide if someone's worth calling back. Then outreach attempts four, five, six, seven, eight. You call me a couple times. You email me a couple times. You hit me on social media. You let me know that I've got you surrounded. Now I know I better start paying attention. Think about that. Your first eight outreach attempts or so, multi channel, otherwise you might as well not do it. You've finally given your prospect an opportunity to recognize that, mm, yeah, I have to start paying attention. Now you can start your counter. Now it's outreach attempts, one, two, three. You can even recycle some of those that you used earlier in your cadence to really demonstrate that you're someone worth talking to and that you have something worth talking about. Now's where the prospecting actually starts. What you thought was happening two weeks ago just started today and you were about to give up. So You want your prospect professionally surrounded. Why would you not utilize the phone for that? It's another way to reach them, and it's a differentiated way to reach them. Your expectations around the phone are likely improper. The phone's a valuable weapon. Ignore it at your own risk. I say this all the time. Look, there are a lot of ways that your prospecting expectations are out of whack. I actually mentioned a third one there. I snuck it in. The idea that you can reach someone just a handful of times and expect for that to be enough. Expect that that is a long enough cadence. Um, Think about this. Think about the way you buy things. Think about the way you allow yourself to be reached. There's a lot more to it than you think. And if you're going to be so narrow-minded and tunnel vision on the idea that I have to make this sale in one call, the phone doesn't work because people don't like talking on the phone, you're leaving value on the table. You are not setting yourself up for success. So this is episode... One in a series of many. And I'm going to go through the other seven over the next several episodes. And every once in a while, you might hear from a guest, might have a guest interview here um, to talk about this stuff. I want to keep you on your toes. I want you to stay with the show. I'd love you to subscribe to the show. Um, Even better if you tell a friend about it. Um, I'm keeping these episodes short, I'm keeping them actionable. I want to give you specifics here. I want to be a little more prescriptive than I have been in the past. Uh, and, and I know I can help. So look, if there's a way that you think I can help you, if there's a way you think that I can help your team, reach out, send me a message, jb at jeffbajoric.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I handle all my email. And um, look, let's let's have a conversation. Maybe there's something we can do. Maybe there's something I can do to help you or your team get better at this. Because there's never been a revenue problem that hasn't been solved by more pipeline. And there's really only one predictable way to fill the pipeline, and that's by taking responsibility, being proactive, and doing the work yourself. Thanks for being here. Got a lot of ways to spend your time, a lot of podcasts out there. Thanks for spending your last 10, 15 minutes or so with me, and I hope to hear from you. Well, I hope to hear from you, of course, but I I hope that you hear from me again. How's that for the beginning of season three? I hope that you are willing to hear from me again in the very near future. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Rethink the way you sell is a pot about it production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by blue dot sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.